Hi guys, welcome to My Steps to Sobriety, the show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. And today I am delighted to talk to a colleague from the other side of the world. I have had the pleasure to talk to quite a few European guests, but my heart is quite close to the country where this lady is coming from, Switzerland just to the south of Germany, and I had some fantastic times in Switzerland. And indeed, Maya Eaton, my guest, is from Luzern, a beautiful, beautiful place. So once COVID is finished, guys, you need to go there and have a beautiful look around. Luzern is gorgeous. And whilst you're there, you might as well go up the River Rhine and have a bit of a nosier around. I'm sure you're going to have a fantastic time. But that needs to wait a little bit until COVID is finally calming down a bit. And in the interim, we might as well explore how we can get ourselves in a much, much better place. How we can deal with the challenges that life throws us. And who better to talk about these challenges than my guest today? Maya, welcome to us. Thank you very much, Stefan. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here for your listeners in a very important time of their lives. And maybe support them a little bit in their path. And because, you know, you know that this is a topic that is very close to my heart. Mm. And thank you for allowing me to talk about that. No, absolutely. And the topic today is indeed depression and low mood. And Maya has been a teacher for most of her life, which is mm -hmm. just amazing. You have got such a, a wonderful history and we're going we're gonna to explore that. So don't think for a moment you can get away with my opening question. When you were six years <laughs> old... <laughs> What did you want to be when you grow up, when you were a child? <laughs> That's a mean question, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a few months ago, I know, I know. <laughs> but when you were younger, you didn't think that you would help other people and change their lives. No, no way, no way. You know, I thought what my mother thought I wanted to become, which was a preschool teacher. That was her dream, not my dream. But I was so influenced that everybody who asked me what I would like to become, I always said um, a preschool teacher. Oh. And um, that was probably already the beginning of my story of depression because it got me on the wrong path. I could not be the person I really am or was at that time and I could not explore my own plans for many 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 years so <laughs> hmm. probably not the answer you were hoping for no 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 no, no. That's, this, that's my life <laughs> there is this there is no right and wrong answer here uh it hmm. is it is more shining a light on why we become the people we become and why we try to cope the way we do cope, often in destructive ways at the start of our life, because, you know, there is a good reason for something. 
and yeah. sometimes many reasons. And mm. sometimes we think when it comes to depression or other mental health problems, you think, oh, no, 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 it's all, it's all in the genes. It's all uh, because my mummy was depressed and my grandmummy was depressed, therefore I must be depressed. Uh, there, whilst there are genetic predispositions within all means, yes, but we will explore far more uh, the other factors that can uh, lead to depression. And you have highlighted one. It's basically the, the constant trauma of pleasing others, mm -hmm. trying to be there for others to the detriment of your own well-being, emotional, mm -hmm. spiritual, and often physical. Mm -hmm. So you, you went for school and you became a preschool teacher? Yeah. Was that, I was that? <laughs> <laughs> and when you were younger, I mean, after all, when we're all young and we, we throw out our, our whole heart often into a profession, uh, so whilst you might have initially not liked it, uh, did it grow on you? Did it become something that after a while you did enjoy? Or was it always with a heavy heart that you went to work? No, I always felt at the wrong place. I mean, it's it's a wonderful job to work with children, but I always felt in the wrong spot. I, I knew this is not me. This is not where I can get happy. And after uh, two years, I quit my career and very quickly slided, um, elegantly slided without my doing really, into the adult teaching field. And that was, I soon realized, this is really where I'm happy and where I'm, you know, I, I just never get tired working with people. It's, uh, it's magic. <laughs> it's just, oh, I love it. I could do it all day long. Which is beautiful, and that explains How do you. you... Say it until the cows come home. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. No, but that's <laughs> typically around three o'clock here in New Zealand in the afternoon. So maybe, nah, we can do that longer. Come on. Uh, I think the reality, though, is uh, you you became uh, an adult teacher, but and you stated that your heart was now far more fulfilled. Well, if that was the whole story, then our talk would finish now, wouldn't it? Right. And she's all happy yes. and she rode into the sunset and happy we are all, that's right, birds are, are chirping in the tree. It wasn't, it wasn't really like that, was it? No. <laughs> so what happened? No. What happened? What I had to learn. <laughs> I had to go through the school of hard knocks, you would call it, I believe. Yep. So what happened? Well, where shall I begin? <laughs> where it started sliding, because that's the obviously the insidious place where you still are all happy and and then little things happen, isn't it? From now on, then big things happen. But in most people, it's sort of, uh, oh, well, I'll try that in my life. And then somehow it doesn't turn out so well. So, I mean, you were in the middle of the, the adult teaching. You felt good. What happened then? Well, it started, it started at the age of 22. Um, and, but a topic that I only teach for about three years. And then um, a tragedy, tra tragedy happened in my life. And I 
almost died. And that was a big, big changing moment in my life. And after that, I, I can't tell you why, but there was the constant thought in my heart and my head, who am I? I was praying, I was meditating, I was screaming. Who am I? I? I wanted to know who I was or who I am. And I just did not get any answer. And it turned out that I had to find out myself who, who I am or who I was. And that was a, um, a long process of many, many years. And, um, you know, Stefan, there was not a moment in my life that well, you know that there was a moment in my life that changed really much. But even after that moment, the process went on and on and on. And only in the retrospect, is that correct? Retrospect, I realized, I began to realize why my life was going the path it has been going and who I am and what I'm good at. And you know, when, when you when you grow up as um as a child who is being told what you have to like, what you're supposed to do as, as a profession, and um, that you're not good and that you're not good enough and that you can't do this and that, then you have self-doubt, I don't know, for almost eternity. This is this is a, a topic that constantly is part of your life that you constantly doubt yourself you constantly doubt that you're good enough that you're doing a good job i have binders filled with with uh, letters from customers who were happy with my services but still i i, I was never really feeling that i i was good enough and i believe that this is one topic for many many uh, people who are suffering from depression. Is it not the, the, the self-worth is not existent? There's constantly this, this negative voice or voices constantly telling you what you have done wrong. And yeah, that's yeah. easy to. <laughs> oh, please. And we are all human beings. We make mistakes. Let's not be stupid yeah. here. And some of us are really good in that, especially <laughs> in the, under the influence of alcohol or, or other um, yeah, substances. We can make real fools out of ourselves. True. But, and that's fair. That's fair call. And yes, maybe that is part of, of your recovery process that you have to deal with that. And it's called making amends. Uh, so there, there are two steps uh, related to that. So that's part and parcel. So there's a healthy way of looking at you stuffing up in your life. And then there is this constant nagging. Oh, and mm -hmm. this, and in depression, that becomes an Olympic sport. That <laughs> voice up there. Oh, it is good. It is good. Yeah. You wake up. I, I from now and then wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Just like that. I wake up. And I remember something that happened 30 years ago. Yeah. It is yeah. of no relevance whatsoever. And it was a stupid thing I did. 
Mm-hmm. It, I didn't hurt anyone. It is not something that I need to make amends and say, oh my God, I go to the police because I've done X. No, it was a stupid way I behaved. Yet yeah. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and my mind goes. <laughs> and it is crazy. And that yeah. welcome to depression. Welcome yeah. to, to this kind of negative turmoil in your head. Mm-hmm. So those of you who haven't been there, that is a bit, that's one tiny aspect of depression that uh, to put it actually into perspective. For those of you who have been there, well, boys, girls, you recognize it. Uh, it's, it's like an old friend. Welcome to the club. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. And it is a club and it's a huge alumni. You have got a what? One in three chance in your life to become depressed. So to suffer from depression. Know. Yeah, it is. It is no ballpark. Idea. And that is higher if you have got chronic pain, then the incidence is about one in two. And uh, there's a huge lifetime chance that you will end up in the dumps. So it is so important, therefore, that we talk about depression and that we talk about these kind of things. And because it will hit you, it's, it's pretty certain at one stage in your life, it will hit you. Crikey, crikey. So, I mean, we talked about this, these silly voices and the, the lack of self-worth. How mm. else did it manifest itself with you? How else did you Me. feel? Mm. Yeah, that constant nagging and that constant thinking I'm not good enough. Of course, that was, uh, that was really uh, an evergreen topic then i've had some phases with a severe lack of sleep and um, that very quickly leads into depression um and then oh gosh yes um it's it's a rather newer topic and i don't know how many of your listeners this may affect but it, it affected me hardly and uh, here in switzerland you may not believe it, more than 30% of the population are um, electrosensitive. And um, my body can't deal with cell phone antennas. That's why I'm up in the mountains as high as ever possible. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could show you the, the, the mountains. Uh, I, I just, I, my body is feeling very hardly it's very difficult for my body to deal with because then i i don't sleep well and i have heart palpitations etc etc and that was one for me and of course the well a variety self-pity that's a classic um these were the major topics for me personally of course, there are many, many more. Uh, how, was your appet- how was your appetite? Or your eating habits, shall I more say? Well, that's a good question. Actually, when, when I'm not feeling well, or in times when I was depressed, I didn't eat, I couldn't eat much. And the, the, the cruel thing was that I was overweight nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that's even more depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and again, your self-worth goes down the train. Oh, yeah. And how bizarre is that, isn't it? But yeah, not eating or eating too much uh, is very much one of the symptoms of depression. And it is bizarre because there is so much stress going on at times in, in, in certain forms of depression in your body. There are, the hormones are all over the place. And that mm -hmm. can make it really, really difficult to, for you to lose weight. In other cases, the depression can be so severe that literally patients do not drink, patients do not eat. And these are the extreme forms where indeed mm -hmm. you need to be admitted to a hospital and needs to be nourished and need to be rehydrated. And that is then most definitely where medications or sometimes electrical therapy might be needed because you are, you are basically, you're very rapidly killing yourself due to the severity of the depression. So these are the extreme versions that are out there. Mm -hmm. And I think as a doctor, I wanna, I wanna point out that very much a, a GP ought to be involved, uh, your, your family physician, your doctor should be involved and you should touch base with them because sometimes there are very good reasons that you are low in mood. It might have to do with your thyroid, uh, the thyroid gland here. Mm -hmm. If that yeah. doesn't work so well, then that can cause real good going symptoms of depression. So if you only treat the symptoms, well, you're not treating the underlying cause. And if you oh, replace you. <laughs> replace the fire rate and, and suddenly, wow, lights go on and wow, there's someone at home. And it's such little things that need to be ruled out. So therefore, it is, it's always when we come to, to depression or, or dealing with someone who doesn't feel right, I think it's a really, really good thing to open up about that. Don't just take it for granted. But actually make an appointment with your with your doctor and say look i'm not feeling right is, is there a good reason that we can find out and for all you know there might be so do that guys don't take things for granted uh use mm -hmm. that person your your wingman uh, who is often overlooked and that is your, your doctor your your house doctor family doctor however you call it in your area of the world so, but uh, with you, you you felt I didn't that path. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so, how was your path? Because it was quite rocky, wasn't it? It was a bit oh, up. Gosh, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, oh. tell us a bit about that. What, what were the things that you tried? Well, when I was was young, um, when I was twenty, I tried to commit suicide by taking sleeping pills. <laughs> but then it turned out that they were not strong enough. So <laughs> and thank some goodness, some beautiful thank hmm. goodness. And I actually I was well I was pissed off a little bit to, to be honest because I woke up at the same mis in the same miserable life like before. But uh, now I'm very, very glad because I know too much by now to be a, a proponent of killing oneself. Uh, but at that time, I was simply too young to understand. Then later in my late 20s, uh, after divorce, I had another uh, depression, quite severe. And then I realized what it was. And I had a coach at that time 
And she told me that there are two different ways of dealing with depression. You can either go the, um, uh, gosh, can I say it? the homeopathic path or the, what's the opposite in English? Or the, the Western medicine, the, the medical med path. Allopathic. Allopathic. Oh, big words. Big words. <laughs> big I words. was searching for, and, and she didn't mean, well, you can take substances, of course, uh, allopathic or, or homeopathic, but she was more talking about how to lead your life. You can also lead a homeopathic life just by choosing a few things, for, for example, um, choosing some music. Most people tell you when you're depressed, go out and be happy and do well, enjoy life. Well, how? <laughs> how when you when you when you really hit rock bottom? Mm. How on earth am I supposed to go out and enjoy life? I don't want to go out and enjoy life. I feel miserable. So she she said, well, you can listen to sad music, which is the exact opposite of what. Um, most people will tell you. So I did that. I listened to Mahler, I believe Gustav Mahler. Mm -hmm. And it, it wouldn't take long. At, at the beginning, I was feeling like bathing in a hot bath of water. And, and I was feeling so good with that sad uh, music and low music. And suddenly I thought, well, okay, I had it. <laughs> now now it's enough enough sad music and, and that kind of got me out of uh, of that depression it was suddenly i suddenly didn't need it anymore of course i took myself time i relaxed and i learned it during that time that and that was probably one of the most important lessons for me regarding depression most of the time depression happens when it's time for a bigger change. And that was for me before I changed my career. And it's just life is telling you it's time for a new direction. You're not living your best life. You can live. That's why you're depressed. Or it may also mean it's time to letting go of something old that should no longer have room in your life. <laughs> and... And it's time to embrace something new. And when you when you hold on to the old and you don't want to let it go, then it, that, that's a dangerous moment to get into a depression. Even if just a, 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 a light one. But um, I have learned in the meantime that depression almost always calls for a change or a new direction. Or to letting go of something that should not be part of your life. And mm -hmm. I, I listened to that. I meditated. I relaxed. I, I just let go and allowed mm -hmm. kind of my inner guidance. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't call it that way back then because most of the things I did, I did kind of intuitive without really knowing what I was doing but it helped and I soon found found a, a, a new Ausbildung 
what's mm. Ausbildung in, in English? Uh, profession, occupation, a new way, uh, a new direction. I to, yeah, yeah, I went back in, to college and 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 then I uh, I really changed my career and that was a big change. That really changed a lot because I had to let go of that miserable childhood full of violence and, and drama and trauma. And I just had to let go of it and give life a chance, a real chance. Mm -hmm. And boy, I, I, my life went into a direction I could never have dreamed of. Not as a six-year-old, not as a 20-year-old, not even up as a 25-year-old. You know, when you give life a chance, it can really take you into direction. You would never have believed that you would do what you're doing now. So true. So true. And I think you said some really important words there. I, I liked it that you gave yourself the time to be sad. You actually didn't beat yourself up. You actually put the sad music on and you allowed yourself in the moment to say, look, right now, I need a pity party. I need mm -hmm. to be sad and give me sad music. Okay. And I just actually spent some time there. And this is something that occurs to me at times when I have burned the candle on far too many ends when I have been far too busy and suddenly I walk into a wall and the only thing and the best thing I can do is literally go to bed, come home from work or even if it is a Saturday morning, I don't give a damn. I, I recognize it for what it is. Mm -hmm. It is a bit of a dark moment and I need to be there and give me a few yeah. hours and let me be there and let me experience it and let me be a grumpy bastard and just don't <laughs> don't touch me and just, and then and then i'm actually right and it's just it's, it's okay to have a pity party just don't yes, put the tent absolutely. up and stay there um but actually experience it for what it is recognize it as a sign that you have done stupid things or oh, yeah. even it might have not even been your fault. It might, you might have not contributed to it, but life has thrown you things left, right and center challenges that you just can't do anything about, but to try to survive. And mm -hmm. it's okay to have moments to be down, to be sad, to be, to ask to be left alone. There is nothing wrong with that. And this permission, I didn't give myself this permission for a very long time. I didn't allow myself my true feelings. And I think that is only something I've learned in the last five years, probably. You have uh, to function. Yeah. You know, oh, when you have family and children, you have to function. Absolutely. And I think that's really, really important. If there is an, a true emergency, then there is no room for your, for your feelings. You need to get out of the house because the house is on fire. Well, ah, it's, ah, I'm worried. No, that these kind of terror feelings, etc. they are normal, but yeah. now they need to go because you need to get on with your life. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, those kind of things that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ongoing stress over days, weeks, months, 
especially now with COVID, with financial insecurity, with fear of death for us, with fear of uh, death of our elderly loved ones. There is so many reasons why we might feel under a lot of stress, a lot of trauma coming at us, regardless if we like it or not. And I think it is important that, that you learn how to cope with these stresses. More importantly, with the feelings and emotions that that stress causes inside you. And we're going to be talking far more about that in a wee while. So it is, it's so important, A, if you're down and out, then just acknowledge it. And say, thank you very much for that message. Okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. I need to to hold horses here for a moment. I just can't keep going. Otherwise, I really, truly burn out. Mm. So I know that's so brilliant what you said there. Um, what you uh, resist persists. That That's something I've learned from the English language. Mm. What you resist persists. And if yeah. you resist the depression, it persists, period. <laughs> that's actually a very good saying. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. it very much. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Simply through that saying, we didn't yeah. know that saying in 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 Switzerland. Hmm. Uh, so you left yourself, or you gave yourself permission to be sad. You put Mala on, and uh, then suddenly that feeling on that evening was going away, and you had a bit of a breakthrough there, and then life continued, and there would have been other downs and out yes. uh, in the next weeks, months, years. What other lessons did you uh, learn? Or on the flip side, did you play around with alcohol? Did alcohol ever play a role in, in, in your life as you were going through these periods of, of quite a lot of stress? Um, well, not really. You know, I, I know those situations and I told you about mm. a recent situation when my house burned down and when I thought, gosh, now I wish I had I, mm. I had some something to drink just to numb my mind because it was so the situation was so dramatic that mm. I just wanted to pull the, the blanket over the head, <laughs> <laughs> take yeah. a bottle of wine and go to bed. But the, that doesn't work with me yeah. because after two glasses of wine, I'm my body says no way, no more. That's all I can take. So I'm lucky in that regard. Yeah. But I actually I I know that I know that um, feeling and that mm. notion. Yeah. What do you think is protecting you? It would be so easy for you to hit the bottle. Um, what made very easy? Yeah. So why why are you not? What is what is the magic power that holds you back? Because if if we alcoholics could figure that out, thank you very much, we would have it. <laughs> there may be several components. One probably the body, the liver. You know that surgery I had when I almost died. Mm. Um, my liver was damaged um, because of uh, blood trans in, in blood infusion mm -hmm. that infected me with um, 
hepatitis B. So one part is the, the liver, another part is I hate, hate, hate losing control, except in one, in one situation. <laughs> but but not in life. I I have been a single mom almost all of my all of my daughter's life. And I love far too much being uh, being a coach and a teacher. And I need to function and I want to function. Beautiful. I, I don't like losing control. I so don't like it. I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> that saves me. <laughs> okay. All the teachers out there, forgive me for what I'm saying right now, but that is the hallmark of a teacher. Okay. When I, it, it is one of these, uh, these professions that I hate to anesthetize because you guys are resisting to the last second. No, I will stay awake. <laughs> I win all the time, but but you need to be in control, don't you? And that's your life. You're running either after after little wee ones, and the big ones are often not much better. So so that's the that's the teacher. I that's me. <laughs> but then again, as a as a teacher, you want to be in control. But when the dark clouds of your of your depression come, you're not really in control, are you? Yes. How did that feel? Yeah. How was there a conflict in your mind? And what did you do about it? Well, what can I say? It's you know, I tend to <laughs> I I have to admit, I tend to self-pity and then I can go with self-pity or could. Thank goodness it is most most mostly uh, thing of the past i could put a long time in self-pity mm. and i could bathing in self-pity because uh, i had all the reason i mm. such a bad childhood and uh, but then i learned that i can't play my childhood all, all the time <laughs> so uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> but that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, oh, I like that. You, you get bored after a while when you play. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but there, resentment. Resentment is such a huge trigger for depression. Please. Yeah. And, and if you have not had the chance to work with someone who can show you that it is really, really hard to come to that conclusion. I couldn't, I had so much anger and resentment. Oh, I was, I had a short fuse. I was angry all the time because look what they did to me because they were so mean because of mm -hmm. that. I drink a whole bottle of vodka. Now see what you did to me. You made me drink. Yeah. When you actually spell it out like that, it doesn't ring true, does it? <laughs> but that's no, how you think. It's their fault. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. You make yeah, me feel like that. It's your fault when I die. Yeah, that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. No. And mm. this is the this is a stinking thinking that really you need to learn to address. So if you recognize yourself out there. 
and you you suddenly it rings a bell with you it's time to meet someone it's time to talk to someone um, a life coach a psychologist someone with whom you can explore that if you are uh, still in the throes of, of using too much alcohol maybe consider uh, an outpatient uh, 12-step program a rehabilitation program of sorts, or indeed an inpatient rehab program, because that's what I learned there. My resentment, my anger, wow, that was decent. And that was very, one of the first things that people addressed. My counselor, my, my case manager, very quickly asked me to write down a letter to a particular institution that I felt was responsible for all the badness in my life. And I wrote this letter in all detail and then handed it in and was very proud. And now let's go through it. Let's bathe in it. Let's go through it. Yeah. And she looked at the letter quickly. Uh, nice. Folded it up, put it to the side and said, let's talk about you. And I said, no, 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 let's talk oh. about the letter. Look, look, I wrote that all down. No, no, let's talk about you. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't know what she was on about. And that was the story. That was the start of my journey when I began to realize how much resentment and anger and self-pity was driving my life. It had mm -hmm. consumed me. It was like a cancer that had grown in my yeah. brain and in my heart yeah. and in my gut and it had taken over. And mm -hmm. uh, it took some pretty radical surgery um, on, on my head to get that actually <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, the resentment. Hmm. If you meet nowadays, if you were to meet someone like me seven years, eight years ago, who is burning with anger and is clearly depressed and the moment you 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 trigger him it's like like this 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 awakening of a of a demon in you and it's just what would you do how how would you approach someone like me who is clearly in need of help but doesn't see it has no idea well first you have to to go with what is you, you can't take a person from A to C in, in one day. So it, it takes time. You can't tell a person, hey, it's all self-pity. So that, that, but that was what my daughter did with me. Thank goodness I had a daughter who, is, who can be quite clear and frank. And she said, stop the self-pity. <laughs> or I'll go. And um, she was serious and that helped me. I didn't like her at that time. So, well, I, you know, I can't tell you exactly because it takes, it, it depends on the person. I always go with what is with the person. I would probably start telling the person, hey, um, people who, who tend to depression are very, very often sensitive people which is not a bad thing. We may believe that our sensitivity is a curse, but actually it has um, big advantages. So I found out that um, sensitive people are very often higher evolved people. 
they have a bigger potential and a more important life purpose. That's why they have go have to go through such dark times because they need to grow strong and strong and stronger over time because they have a, they have a, a, a higher purpose, life purpose, and um, so I would I would talk about that. Then I would probably start on the physical level, tell the person, hey, sleep enough, be kind to yourself, listen to, be very, very careful what, what kind of news you allow to get in, what kind of people you allow around you, because there can be very toxic people who can make you very, very depressive very, very quickly. So sometimes we have to say goodbye to some toxic people in our lives because they're simply not good to us. Oh, how beautiful. And, uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, guys, there are assholes out there and there are people who no thrive way. on putting you down. They thrive. They don't, they are not able to go somewhere. And because they know they have reached their limit, they try to put you down. So it's the, yeah. the, the tall poppy syndrome, we call it. So if you crow a little oh. bit higher, People try to cut your cut your head off exactly. um, because they don't like that. So very true. Yeah. So yes, get rid of assholes. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get rid of them, um, <laughs> for example, in the workplace, I mean, I wrote in my book, I wrote a whole a whole um, chapter on how do you deal with difficult people because oh, they great. are giving you huge amount of stress. So what mm -hmm. do you do? And and you know, if someone throws criticism at you, well, how do you deal with that? And so, yeah, so all that. So you're quite right. I love your approach to actually say, well, hang on, let's actually have a really good, I guess, step four, we would say the 12 step program, have a real good inventory and actually have a look what's going on. Let's mm -hmm. take your life, take it apart and break it down into some manageable categories. How is your sleep? Mm -hmm. How much do you drink? Um, and with that, I mean alcohol, yeah. And if you uh, no, far more importantly, water. How? What do you oh, know? Yes. Yeah, isn't that? Oh, what? yeah. <laughs> um, is, well, I, I I'm already want to jump in into the things that we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are there? Are there? Uh, I guess we are there already. We might as well talk about those things that are so important. So yeah. you are already. Uh, yearning to tell us what you want to do and that's exactly what i want so let's go well, go on okay well i can't tell you exactly what i would do with you or a person i would have to talk to that person personally i can't give you general guidelines but i can give i can share a few steps that i have found out to be very very important because i personally never never went the route of medication and I, I, for me, this was never the, the right path to go. So, um, because again, you lose control. <laughs> okay, the one of the first things I would recommend is understand that depression is not a given. It may, you may have a, how did you call it? Kind of a um, genetic pre pre predisposition. Uh, that doesn't mean that you you are a victim to your genetics because 
scientists have found out and proven that you can even change your DNA by leading a, a healthy, good lifestyle. So understand that as a first step. As a second step, stop resisting. Just give yourself time. Give yourself the room that you need because the more you resist, the harder your depression is going to be. Number three, try to accept the message from life, which is not really very easy. Um, or sometimes it may not so easy. Um, the message from life that it's telling you that it might be time for a change, for a new direction. And that can be very interesting. And number four, consciously. And that's a big one. <laughs> and I'm sure you can, you will agree with that. Consciously take responsibility for your current situation. Stop blaming others because blaming others, I know for sure, is not the solution. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to make your depression go away. So mm -mm, blaming doesn't work. So take responsibility or at least try to own it. You, I, I'm not talking about self-blame. Blame is never good, neither, neither blaming others nor blaming yourself. Like you said, you wake up four o'clock in the morning and you start hitting yourself on the head because you did something uh, 30 years ago. Blame, self-blame, any kind of blame is not the solution. And that's really not the sexiest step, but I think there's no way around. Then number five, this is a big one. And this has changed so many lives of my, of my clients. Ah, I love it. <laughs> and it's daily practicing gratitude. Gratitude for what you have. Gratitude for the person you are being. And now comes the big, big thing. Gratitude for your depression. Because depression is your life teacher right now at this moment when you are in the middle of a depression this is your best friend your best life teacher because you're going to come out of this as a new person as an evolved person as a grown person as a better person if you allow the process to happen if you don't stop it with stupid things number six and well that's not an easy one either but it has to be practice thought control. So let's talk about, let's take that example. You wake up at four o'clock in the morning and you start thinking, 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 thinking. So how can you get out of that thinking thread? Because you, you're, you're in a, in, you're spinning, right? You're spinning and you can't get out or you believe you can't get out, but you can. So just Think about who is thinking. You're not being thinked or thought. You are thinking. So <laughs> nobody else is thinking. You are thinking. True. So you are, sorry, I'm not, not, not you, Stefan, but me and you and everybody else, we all, we are the ones who are thinking and we are responsible for what we are thinking and we can change that. And I always compare it with a, a two trails. 
And you have to choose. You have to consciously choose. You can either choose the trail of thinking that leads into mystery, or you can consciously choose the trail of positivity. And you can instantly, really within seconds, switch from one trail to the next. But you have to choose. And then you may shift back after a while and get back into your misery again. And then you say, hey, stop. That's not where I want to go. Okay, what can I be grateful for? And the question, what can I be grateful for, instantly gets you on the positive trail, on the positive track. So, um, and by the way, those of you, of your listeners who know about the law of attraction, this is the law of attraction in action because you always attract what you think and what you feel. Whether you like it or not, the, the, it's a law. The universal laws don't care whether you like it or whether you believe it or not. Then... <laughs> It is true. I hundred percent agree. It is, and and it is it is bizarre. If if you would have told me that seven years ago, I would have thought, yeah, uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. It is you can choose how you will deal with that situation. You can choose yeah. if you want to go into that road rage. Road rage. You can choose if you want to do the self pity. And it is a very powerful position once you realize that because you make that choice. There are times when I still let myself fly off the handle. I will say, you bloody beep, beep, beep. Um, <laughs> in the car when someone really cuts me off or, or something like that. And I will accept it and I will say, this is the old hothead coming out. And okay, I, I, that's me. End of the story, that's part of me. I don't like it, but from now and then I let him out to play. But many other times I actually say, well, he's a real asshole, but why did he do that? Because he is too tired, because he's completely distracted, because he has just heard that someone in his family is off sick and, and he needs to go home quickly, uh, these kind of things. So it all is, it's about asking the questions and admitting to yourself that you have the power to choose. You are not yeah. powerless. You are there. Oh, yes. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank That's exactly. You are not powerless. I am not powerless. We are not powerless because we are in the universe. Well, let's say in the physical world, we are the most powerful being. We are powerful. And can, can I quickly finish my of course my no no please 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 i'm just getting very excited there because we yeah, i actually recognize <laughs> recognize a lot of of what you say in me and i all the points whilst whilst some of the points i had not heard being described as such when i think about them they actually very much hold true to what i have experienced so there's a bit of a humbling going on here when i'm reflecting on Sorry. my own no. <laughs> that's how we grow that's how we grow it's that's it. true that's <laughs> so, true no please please continue don't let me interrupt okay. you okay um, number seven learn to control the energies that around you um let me explain that um 
For example, you listen to the news or you read the newspaper and you read or hear something very sad and then your mind goes and down goes your energy and down goes your mood. So when you allow things that are going on outside in the world, I found COVID-19, it's a perfect, perfect time to learn to control the energies in our own lives. We don't have to get inundated with what's going on out, out there. Other people are choosing and creating their own miseries. That doesn't mean that I have to, that I have to join them in their misery. Oh, oh, by the way, another beautiful expression I've learned in English, misery loves company. <laughs> so true. So don't allow, don't be the company of somebody else's misery. And, you know, we can control energies, at least in our own home. Later, we can learn to expand that outside of our home, but within our home by beautiful music, really beautiful music. And hard rock is, those who love hard rock, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It's not positive. It's not a positive energy. Classical music, beautiful music. That's what you need, you know, music that enhances your positive energy. Movies, film noir, I know there are so many people who are enjoying these movies. Bad, bad, bad for your energy. (laughs) Really bad for your energy and for the quality of your sleep. So these things, or, you know, the images, the pictures and paintings that are hanging at your wall, how how you how your apartment is furnished, all these things have energy and energy surrounds you. And sometimes it's the bad energy in a house. I've had that in my last house. It was haunted. I had to do house exorcism before I could sleep. <laughs> uh, and sometimes the energy of a house is so bad that you simply have to leave. Very very often. Oh, I forgot to tell that. Um, when I said, when I mentioned that sensitivity, but when you are a person and when you when you suffer from depression, you are most likely a little bit more sensitive than the average person, and that means you have the ability, the questionable ability, to feel other people's negative emotions, mm-hmm. and it took me almost all of my life to realize that many negative emotions are not even my own own ones. So very, very often we take on other people's negativity, other people's negative emotions, and we begin to own it because we, we, we don't really realize what's going on, that people have been dumping and dumping and dumping on us. And... So then we have to care, we have to to deal with it. So learn to control the energies around you and learn to protect yourself from toxic people and toxic environments. That's most of the time something you probably can't do yourself. You may need somebody from an external person to really help you see what's going on. But you can learn to control your energies, especially in in your own home. And then 
number eight is a very beautiful step and it's learn or take an ongoing effort to love love somebody or something this can be an animal a tree a plant a mountain a person or if you're really an advanced advanced in loving how about loving yourself <laughs> that's beautiful i know it, it's mean for some people and i took me centuries to learn to love myself <laughs> but yeah. love is really is really a big healer please go ahead every single person i talk to every single beautiful guest i've got on my show sooner or later will say exactly that that really? they had to learn the hard way mm -hmm. or no, they had to learn many lessons which ultimately allowed them finally to love themselves and it doesn't matter if you talk eating disorders it doesn't matter if you talk alcoholism it doesn't matter if you talk depression anxiety disorder mm -hmm. it does not matter what i put in there the hallmark of all these these problems is the inability to love yourself, to have such a bad self-worth, to have such a bad outlook on yourself and to give yourself absolute no chance, no room to make any mistakes, no nothing. It's just a very, very, very difficult thing to do, to look after yourself, to love yourself. And that's so beautiful. It's it shouldn't be point eight or nine. It should probably be way up there. But you, you need to go through all the others before you actually come to that yeah. point and actually realize exactly. <laughs> and and one, it's really not easy. And and we tend to believe that either we love somebody or something, or we don't. But that's not true. Love can be trained, and you know. A, what the beautiful thing about that is, it begins with gratitude. That's why I put gratitude way up there. If you have gratitude for a person, you will suddenly realize, hey, I love the person much, much more. Or if you have gratitude for the tree or the mountain that is outside of your window, you suddenly, you suddenly love that tree so much or that mountain so much that that it fulfills your it fills your whole heart so love loving can be trained and learned and, and it takes a constant effort a daily effort and it takes a conscious decision so true to love it, it it's not either you love or you don't love and the more you love the less depre depression has room in your life it, it goes away like the fog in the sun. It just can't stand a chance. The more you laugh, the less depression can stand a chance. And last but not least, serve. You know, as soon as you find a way to serve life, you take your concentration away from yourself. And I'm not saying that you should put others higher than yourself. That's not healthy either. But don't take yourself too seriously and forget others who need 
what you have to give because you have so much to give. It's, it's unbelievable how much each of us has to give, how much your listeners have to give. It's tremendous, tremendous potential. And by serving, by giving, you get a little bit more humble. You know that you, you are great. You're a very humble man. And I, I admire that in you, Stefan. You get a little bit more humble. You, you complain a little bit less about your own life. You learn to appreciate a little more your own life and your own situation and so on and so forth. So I think that, that's a good way. It is a very, oh, please, it is a beautiful, beautiful approach. And essentially, every single step that you have outlined is actually very well proven out there. Uh, sometimes in the English language, it's called a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. For example, to work on your love and to train yourself to love someone. Uh, there is the equivalent might be the emotional bank account. So you can't always go to the bank account and only take money out. You can't just always take, take, take. If you don't actually put something in, if you actually don't add something, very quickly your money has run out. And it's the same in a relationship. You can't just take, take, take. You need to give. And the same you can then extrapolate to yourself, to the self-love. If you don't give yourself some love if you don't look after yourself very soon there is nothing left to take out there is mm -hmm. you are you're down and out your your mood is down and out yeah. or your energy levels are down and out so it's 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 so beautiful what you've said and you put it in in very simple words uh without big catchphrases that maybe other uh, life coaches and instructors would use. <laughs> and that is actually really beautiful. I know. You, you okay. use a very simple language that is very easy to be understood. Why so that is complicated. <laughs> Why? <I> mean... <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a doctor. We yeah. use big words to confuse oh, our sorry. patients. <laughs> we practice these long words. Okay, oh. come on, give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. You are so right, honestly. And it is beautiful. Sometimes we need to break it down to the simple concepts and the simple steps in life and it's the gratitude. It's not, nothing complicated. It's mm. nothing complicated. And because it's not so complicated, therefore it's so difficult. Because <laughs> yes. essentially everything you said is common sense, but you can't see it when you're depressed. You can't see it when your mood is down because you're, you're stuck in that, in that morust, in that, in, that, in, that, in that mud of toxic thoughts and dark thoughts and self-blame and shame and guilt and all that. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's where it is so important. If you find yourself like that and if you find yourself unhappy, that's where, where people like Maya are so important to actually say hello and, and make that call. And just don't, don't be shy. Just pick up the bloody phone or write an email or send a message. Nowadays, it is so easy. And mm -hmm. we are way beyond the, 
oh my God, this person is not living in my town or even in my suburb. It doesn't matter oh, if no, that country. person, yeah, well, that, exactly. It does not <laughs> matter. It does not matter because I have had over the, the recent weeks, I've made so many beautiful connections by simply finding someone on the internet in a, in a Facebook group somewhere and find this person and realize that they have got similar interests to me. And I simply sent a message and said, look, you know, that's me. And that's you the way I see it and should be talked together as an interview. And it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. It, it, my first few times I was quite nervous. I didn't really know what to do. And is, is that okay that I just approached someone? And nowadays I, my inhibitions have gone completely because I see how <laughs> beautiful my life has, has become in the last month because I've started talking to these wonderful people out there who have got so much to offer. So therefore, it doesn't matter if Maya is in Switzerland and you happen to be yeah. in Las Vegas or in Canada or South Africa. doesn't matter whatsoever. Figure out what are the time zones, figure out when is the time convenient and make that call. Because if Maya's words and, and her philosophy has, has rung a bell with you, well, what stops you? What possibly could stop you to have a chat and maybe explore a path together, a journey together. And oh, you, but I, lo I loved what you said. This is not a quick fix. Uh, for no. a good time, call Maya. And within 10 minutes, your depression is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and if you believe me, I'll sell you a life insurance as well. Uh, no, no, no. That doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, no, but there is still a distinction I would like to make if you allow, Stefan. Oh, yeah. I'm for a disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, a, um, a psychiatrist. Um, I'm a coach and um, I'm, I, don't, I don't do um, psychotherapy or psych, uh, what's the word? Um, anyway, forget it. I, I don't do the kind of therapy that goes on and on and on and then you get into 10 years and 15 years <laughs> and you talk and you enjoy the talking and then after 15 years you think hmm, what has changed i i understand my problem now perfectly well but this did that really change something uh, there is no quick fix no but i don't believe in therapies that last 10 years either um, things have to work a little bit faster nowadays, although you can't force things, but there are methods that help people. I, I'm a transformation coach. I like to transform things. And transformation can happen quite quickly. It all depends on you and how much resistance you have or how well you cooperate and collaborate and let go and, and are willing to get into that path. So it can be quite fast. doesn't have to be years, but you have to give it time. Somebody needs a year, another person needs five years, another person needs two months. So you never know in advance. That's very true. That's very, very true.
and you can imagine it with with going becoming fit in your body uh let's say you're weighing 130 kilogram you haven't moved a muscle you don't just go once to the gym and expect right. to somehow be the perfect body no you expect that this journey will <laughs> last pack. six months yeah that's right <laughs> no i've got one pack a very big one <laughs> yeah so no that's that's the reality so you would you would expect a six month 12 month journey for you to become a a fitter person right. and it's the same yeah. that you have to accept with your stinking thinking up there you it needs time to yeah. change and you have to be realistic correct correct and yeah. that's what what applies to every coach that you will ever uh, enroll with don't expect a quick fix nowadays our our younger mm -hmm. generation expect it immediately when i told my uh, when i told Terrible. my sons that that my interviews will be an hour or so they told what? me no way no way no way no way. i will never mm -hmm. watch that anything longer than eight minutes is an absolute waste of my time <laughs> no. thought, yeah, exactly sorry so let me change yeah. your life in eight minutes yeah. right hmm how does that work for you <laughs> uh, but it is this kind of instant gratification yeah. that has become more and more the norm and that is what's depressive <laughs> 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 very good <laughs> so yes it is yeah this it is and you want instant gratification well what would do that oh you you pop a tablet of speed ah methamphetamine instant energy mummies ah mummies you can go you can clean the kitchen cook the dinner chuckle the kids chuckle the husband do another speed and on you go and then wash it down with a bit of red wine or two bottles or so you know that's the instant gratification yeah how long that works okay and mm -hmm. and that's the problem we see that more and more i've, I've take a pill and then you're happy for the next five hours <laughs> yeah and don't get us wrong please don't get us wrong there is very much an important role for medications uh for many many patients they can be life-saving and they are absolutely good and hands, hands on my heart, I am on a medication that helps my mood and helps my anger and, and et cetera. And that is a really beautiful thing. But that alone will not get you anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it is, if you just take the tablets, that's that's sometimes just a band-aid. That's yeah, just- you have to go through the process. Well, know, unfortunately, like... yes, guys. Yes, there is some work to be done. <laughs> you can't just tomorrow decide, okay, I'm gonna be sober. I will not do any 12 steps. I will not do smart recovery. I will do nothing, but I'm gonna be sober now. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same with depression. Yeah. It's the same with anxiety. No, does that mean that you will forever be depressed or drunk or addicted? No, no, there are, there are proven ways out of these situations, including their proven ways to help you prevent depression, manage depression, and get out the other side. And, and mm -hmm. the philosophical approach that Maya is offering here and is teaching you is very powerful. She has condensed it in, into oh, yes. these 10 steps. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I, I was looking you up a bit and, and reading up on you. And then uh, you have got 10,000 plus people that you have coached over over a, a number of years, many years. Hosting groups. <laughs> 
yeah. posting groups. Right. And mm -hmm. and uh, you, you've got the folders of thank you letters there to prove it, which is beautiful, beautiful. So you've been around the block a few times, but more importantly, mm -hmm. you have been there in those dark places. And that yeah. makes you such a powerful I'm teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I would always seek someone like you out, uh, because I know you've been there. I, it's so easy to, to listen to people. And within a short period of time, you realize you're bullshitting. You read it in a book or something like that, but you have no idea what you're really talking about. And so you, that oh, is, yeah. uh, there are you some. Know, I hate these skinny weight loss coaches. Mm. That's yeah. so phony. It's so, so, so not honest. No, no. Oh. So true, so true. <laughs> no, so. I believe that you have to walk the same path the people you want to help. Mm -hmm. How else are you supposed to understand what they are going through? Stefan, I would be a bad coach for, for people who are addicted to alcohol, mm -hmm. but you are the perfect person for that because you know exactly how they feel, you know exactly where they are going through. You, you have the heart where their heart is and where their mind is. And, and you know exactly what it took you to get out of there. Mm. So in my opinion, in my opinion, you are the perfect coach for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and whilst I do not do face-to-face -face coaching, I still want to change lives. I still do exactly these interviews here to show people out there how beautiful this life can be that even in your darkest moment mm. you're being tested essentially yeah. and exactly. this uh, and whilst i'm not religious at all uh, so i will not say god is testing you but something is testing you out there something there is a, there is a reason whoever has made that choice or whoever puts you into the situation maybe it's if, yourself deep inside you okay touche Touche. So, oh, how, <laughs> no, no, however you, no, it's a good point, good point. I wasn't thinking about that, but uh, I had to think for a moment there. I think realistically, you are in that situation and you can choose either to give up or you can choose to dust off, dust yourself off and get up and face the new challenge. The new challenge in this case is your mood is low. You're waking up in the middle of the night. You're angry. You're cheerful. You're tearful. You're you just you're down and out. Okay, so this is what has happened. Okay, don't just put the the head in the sand like an ostrich. No, just accept it and deal with it. And and uh, but that's right. You don't. And that might sound corny, but we have been there. We have been. Maya has been there. I've been there. And and many 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 others out there. It is amazing once you are in a in a club. I'm, 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 uh, I like I like shooting, so I've, I'm together with a lot of men, and if I sort of have quiet words with them, it is amazing how many people have been uh, depressed, have suffered actually quite severe mm -hmm. depressions, have been down and out, and had some really low moments in their life. Yet they have pulled out and they are very different men now, stronger men, mm -hmm. all of them. And it is what it is. So yeah. this is 
there is something waiting for you guys. So go out there, mm. find ways how to get to that, to the new you. To, the, to find out. Absolutely, absolutely. But you need some help there. That is no doubt. And, and start with a, with your family doctor and then with a psychologist, a coach like Maya. Uh, it, whatever your choice is, whatever your belief system allows you to, or where whatever is possible to for you. For example, if you if you actually have some really good resources at the doorstep, well, you would be stupid not to take them. But if you are maybe in a small town and there is no good resource, well, that's fine. Why not give Maya or, or someone like her a, a message and start a relationship, a therapeutic relationship with her just listening to you and then maybe developing an, a kind of unique plan for you that fits for you with some simple steps that can get you quite massively forward. So if they want to get hold of you, so we're going to put uh, all your links down there. So guys, look down there in the, in the description of the podcast and of the YouTube episode. But tell us what is uh, your, the easiest way for them to get hold of you or approach you. Well, right now there is actually just one one way to get a hold on me, and this is I'm for you audience only exclusively. I offer free one-on-one one-hour coaching sessions. Wow! And um, just to find out where you are and where you want to go, and how we can build that bridge between now and and your goal, what we can do together, or you alone. Um, that's what these um, free sessions are for. And you can go to, this is a long link, to calendly.com forward slash the number four, PFP forward slash from depressed to free, free one-on-one coaching session. And from depressed to free, free one-on-one coaching session always has a dash between each word. But you can see the link below, like Stefan said. So, so guys, right can... now there's a right now there's a test. Come on, repeat it to me, you guys out there. No, no, just look down there. It's written down there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly. Come on. So just press the link down there. Check Maya's place out. <laughs> And uh, that's much, much easier. So don't get yeah, too, you can too schedule. You can schedule a free a session right on that, on that website. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Time and, um, exactly. Oh, Maya. We get together on Zoom or, or on Skype or on yeah. the telephone. And yeah. I'm really not and, far away from you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and may I just say, right now, this was probably one of the best interviews I have had with guests in recent weeks. We have had such a beautiful audio. There was no no flickering, fluttering, whatever ring. Uh, it was just the most beautiful connection. It was like like I talked to you uh, through a window. You're just out there, and it mm-hmm. is it is beautiful. So therefore, this is a classic sign. I'm in New Zealand and Maya is in, in Switzerland and we have got about 11 hours time difference. It mm. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You mm. can have such beautiful connections nowadays. You can't so, use it as, as an excuse. <laughs> that's absolutely, absolutely. So, so true. So guys, be careful because when you get in touch with Maya, A, your life will change. 
be yeah. she will teach you that it's actually you have to do some work so mm -hmm. if you want quick fix probably don't give her a ring no. uh, it probably doesn't want to work uh, but, and but, if you want to 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 work 10 years on that yeah. i'm not the right person either <laughs> <laughs> Maya, it was so, so gorgeous to have you on my show. I'm so grateful for you to share all your insight and, and your experience. And uh, it shines through that all this experience has beautifully crystallized into these, these various steps that you have outlined. And that's actually really, really lovely. So there, there, if all of you out there who feel down and out, if you go away with one thing, then the, the fact that there are steps that are specifically designed to help you. And how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that piece of knowledge? Just take that, that there is hope. It's not yeah. all lost. There is hope. And there is and a very true expectation by people like me and Maya that virtually everyone can be helped. Okay, this is not a, a sentence, a life sentence of misery. No, no. You, you're not the victim. You're no. not the victim. Exactly. You're so strong. So go out there, all of you, have a fantastic time and don't put your head in the sand, figure out what doesn't work and ditch the stuff that doesn't work and, and find teachers and mentors and leaders such as Maya to make your life a better life because you've deserved it. Maya, thank you so much for, for being here. I wish you all a fantastic time. Speak to you soon. Dream Bye. Dream